0: It's Tobias Daily on the new 105.5 Sports live from the Spectrum Healthcare Partner Studios here in Auburn. My name is Aaron Morse, filling in for Maddie B on this Thursday morning. Thanks to Mike Antonellis for calling in earlier to talk about the Maine Whoopi Pies. And for more baseball talk, we've got... The baseball head coach, John Martin, with us here in studio. Coach, I don't think the Bobcats are changing their name anytime soon for one day or anything like that, huh? No, I don't
1: think so. (laughs) Hey, I got a question, though. I don't think so. If
2: they're going to have a contest for eating whoopie pies, you think the three of us could get in? That could be a promotion. Both John and I are on a health kick. We're we we're, yeah, we're on a health You're kick. Varying, very... June 21st, Although you'll be healthy by
1: then, I could do some I could do some damage in that competition. <laughs> I'm, I'm betting on you over yeah. Aaron right now. I I'm could do uh, wow, I wow. could do some damage. Although you know what, the the whoopie pie I, I never really I never really had a whoopie pie until I came up here. And, right, um, it's a northeast. Then thing. you go. It is a it's a New England thing, I guess, yeah. or especially a Maine especially thing. Especially in Maine. Then you over. go over to. Um, <laughs> To Freeport, and they've got that store right across from L.L. Bean, uh, I don't know, some kind of whoopie pie store. There's like a hundred different types. Oh, of them. yeah. Oh, you can, get, <laughs> Wild.
2: you can get red velvet. You can get pumpkin. You can get peanut butter.
0: I've tried them all, by the way, folks. They're all, like They're all good. They're all good. So, in the world of baseball, this is our Hot Stove segment with John Martin. There have been some rule changes being talked about. I want to play a clip from ESPN.com about some of the rule changes, and we'll get coaches to take on this here in just one moment. So, the idea behind this is, as you've seen in baseball in recent years, yeah. teams just cycle through relief pitchers yep. late I'm in pretty innings. Pretty it slows games down to a grind. You have a lot of left-handed one-out specialists the there. The Yeah, I I mean, it's a a great acronym. Not so good for the enjoyment (laughs) of the game, though. And I think Major League Baseball really wants to push the idea that games are going to be quicker. The 20-second pitch clock is a reality, David. That's going to happen. It's going to happen. Whether it is the union agreeing to it and getting something out of it or Rob Manfred putting it in place, I don't think he's idly saying right now that I'm going to put it in to try and extract leverage. I think that's going to happen, and I think the three-batter minimum could happen this season, probably likelier for next year. All right, so that was the uh, take there um, from ESPN about the current rule changes being talked about. Obviously, nothing is final, but three-batter minimum – Uh, Universal designated Hitter, by the way, is another one. Uh, The 20-second pitch clock. They're also talking about expansion of rosters to 26 uh, with a 12-pitcher maximum. So you can't carry, you know, 13 pitchers. Um, Draft advantages for winning teams and penalties for losing teams because there's been a lot of, you know, whatever you want to call it, tanking or rebuilding. Uh, Study to possibly lower the mound. And a rule that would allow two sport amateurs to sign major league contracts. But anyway, I think the big ones there are three batter minimum for pitchers, which you think is a terrible idea. I know that. I don't like it at all. Yeah.
2: <laughs> it's the manager's opportunity to use his roster, especially if he's got a good bullpen, to take advantage of it. The lefty specialist comes in, strikes out your number one hitter, and then, boom, he's done. You bring somebody else in. I mean, I know they say, well, LinkedIn's a game out. Well, you know what? Uh, get over it. I think that's the strategy you need.
1: Well, that that was my question: is what's the purpose for that one? Yeah. What are they? So,
0: baseball is concerned about the length of games. And... they've always
1: been. Yeah, I mean, in sure. the last 25 and the pa- years, and the pace of play.
0: And right. so the c- concern is is when you have all these pitching changes that are being made late in games, S- especially after the roster. So, expands. like it's the seventh inning. You start with one pitcher. You bring in another, then you bring in another. You're making like three pitching changes in an inning, and so a three batter minimum makes it so that you can't go lefty righty, lefty righty, and just have a yeah, bunch and of yeah. It takes forever with yeah, you know, the right. visits. That's and the that's what time. the concern is. Yeah, I
1: get it, but it's also that's really going to change how managers manage their staff. Yeah, knowing that you bring a guy in and he's got to face three hitters instead of just one. Right, and sometimes you come in with the the the, the mindset that this this pitcher, let's get him hot and bring him in. He's going to face this one hitter, and then we're going to the next guy. Sometimes, sometimes you say he's going to face this guy, and if he looks good, let's see if he can get another one if you have a sure. lead, right? And then, you know, you write, you want to ride a guy if your bullpen's a little thin one day or something like that, you know. Um, but it's really going to change how you manage a game, knowing that he's got to come in, in and face three hitters. Uh, I think it's a little much. I think it's a little much. I just think it's – that's not baseball, you know, baseball you, is strategy. You manage pitch to pitch, batter to batter, Absolutely. you know, and, and, and you work on getting outs. The game's measured by outs, and your job as a manager is to get those outs defensively as quick as you can and get off the field. So, I, 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 I'm, not, I'm not a fan of this one either. Um, the 20-second pitch clock. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not a fan of the pitch clock, but I get it as far as the TV um you know the the broadcasting goes and that sort of thing you, you know they're in a time slot i understand all that it's different at the major league level they've tried to incorporate that into our level even right
0: i've seen that which
1: i think is is just a joke i mean uh, you can't just put a stopwatch on on the game i mean it's that's not baseball that's not how the game was designed um but i could see it more for games that are televised and um you know when they're they're in a certain time block on the on the TV schedule and they've got to get going. I can understand that a little bit more. Yeah,
0: so they've obviously already implemented the pitch clock in minor league baseball. I actually run it sometimes for the Sea Dogs, so it's a it's a it's a it's an interesting situation. They actually had a 15 second clock this year when the bases were empty, and then if you had a runner on base, it became a 20 second clock, and you also had 30 seconds between at bats. Uh, for the pitcher to to get going again. Um, and you, the way that worked is once the umpire makes an out signal, if there's no one on, you start the 30-second clock and everyone has to be ready and the pitcher has to wind up for the next one. If there's, if there's guys on base, it works a little differently. But, um, it, you know, there weren't that many violations. And, and, and part of the reason why they just haven't unilaterally done it already in Major League Baseball is because the current players are – Resist, resistant to it, but now that you have these guys coming up through the minor leagues. They don't know any better. They'll, they, yeah. they, all they know is a pitch clock. Yeah. So, at some point in time, it's going to be a natural thing for it to be a major league. And game
1: it's game. not like the penalty is devastating. I mean, it's like you start the inning with a one zero count on the hitter. Auto ball or auto you know? strike. And know. in our level, too, they have it the 90-second clock from when the last out is made until the first pitch is thrown. Mm. To start the umpires the, the next keep half it of the themselves? Inning. Sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> If they feel like the game's dragging, they'll, right. they'll give you a warning and, right. and, and they'll act like they have the stopwatch in their, yeah. in their hand, and it's like, come on, you know, you, you didn't you didn't look at the watch at all for the first five innings, and all of a sudden now it's you know getting dinner time, and you got to go. But you go. know, they yeah. the,
2: yeah. the instituted the so many trips to the mound in the major
0: leagues now. Yeah, that that hasn't really come into play either. Well,
2: but I mean, I I think it I do think it is it's changed that whole think about how many how many times can the catcher go out. How many? T- and I understand why you do that. Sometimes you do it so that the relief pitcher has an extra little bit or to calm down your pitcher and whatever, but I, I haven't seen that be much of an issue for any teams. No, I don't Seems think anyone... Have been
0: okay. I don't think maybe one team might have run out of mound visits this year, but it wasn't. No, you know. yeah, that's not that big of a deal. As long as you know what it is. And they yeah. give you exceptions for like if the they are crossed up or something, right? Sure. It, and they give you exceptions right. for that. So. Right. The other one, the universal designated hitter I mean, what are your thoughts on that? Do you like the differences between leagues right now? Are you one of the people who hates the DH <laughs> or do you, or do you embrace it being consistent across the board with the DH?
1: I mean, I don't want to see pitchers hit No, now, no. then they're not good at it. No, like, let's just be honest and with they you. Can I mean, hurt. You know, they're not good at it. So I don't mind the DH. Uh, I don't mind the split up in the league that, mm. that, you know, the American league has in the national league. Doesn't, it doesn't bother me. I, I, you know, I, I think there's more uh, good hitters in the National League that aren't in the lineup because the pitcher has to hit in a spot. Um, but, I mean, I don't I don't care to see pitchers hit. It's always kind of depressing when you know that you've got a chance to score and then the pitcher walks into the box. It's like, okay. It, it cuts down to you know.
2: some strategy not having a, a DH where you if – you, if you have a DH because you don't have the double switch and you don't have – Okay, I'm gonna put somebody into bunt and I'm gonna run for the pitch, all that stuff. But I and the play association will be for it, I believe, because it's a position for another guy. Yes. It's right. another spot on the roster that the aging hitter who can't run anymore or is horrible in the outfield gets a chance to be on a roster I, and it'll, make it'll a extend difference. careers,
0: sure. which is good because we like to see these guys have long careers. We don't like uh we don't like to see it especially a, short, a guy that can hit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, when no, you look at I'm, the
2: statistics, yeah. and I, I know you may have even talked about it, they they've given us statistics now with the uh, what's the what's the thing with the the pitching and the up the the swing angle, yeah, spin all rate. Of that stuff <laughs> of how many balls were not hit, no contact made whatsoever, and the pitches have to play into part of that. Yeah, give us hitters. I I have no problem with this except. I don't think you can do what they're talking about doing this right now with spring training starting. Yeah. And if you're yes, they are. If you're yeah. the Los Angeles Dodgers for instance, who what? We we don't have some one of those All guys. All of you are unprepared, now, right? Most of them most of the teams have somebody that they probably would just as soon have him just here, but boy, I think you, you got to give them some time to get Yeah, you know, give him a year. them a year, roster give ready them a to, year to figure it yeah, out. Yeah. Um
1: yeah, I, I, I think, I mean, I like I said, I'd I rather see the good hitters hit, so I'm I'm all in for the DH.
2: I, I do like, uh, for a while there, Matty and I discussed this, what the Yankees did is they didn't have a person you would say, well, that's their, like Ortiz, their designated hitter. What they did was they say, okay, Martin, you're going to DH today, rest your legs a little bit, you're just going to hit. Tomorrow, Aaron's going to be the designated hitter, you know, that kind of thing. They kind of rotate around between three or four guys and give a guy a day off. That's not a bad one, but again, what you end up doing is having your best hitters in the lineup, yeah. however you want to do it. Yeah. You're not having the pitcher hit.
1: Well, that's what it is. Your DH yeah. is your next next best hitter. That's
0: not on the field, you know, whoever that is, whatever position they play. You put them in the lineup. So, so pitchers and catchers report very soon. Still no Bryce Harper. Still no Manny Machado. Obviously, they're not pitchers or catchers, so they have a little longer to report. Kimbrell. But-
2: not, no, nothing nah, on him. He
0: is a pitcher, so. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, for Bates, you're 12 days away from your first game. We are. I so, can't believe it. Uh, yeah, I mean, I head down to Florida, um, Augustana for four games, and then Capital for one. I've never even heard of Capital. Where are they?
1: Uh, they're a team in Ohio. Okay. That, that they, they're normally um, middle pack of their conference. Mm-hmm. I mean, I you know. I don't know much about him either. I've never played with him, um, against him. But
0: this is kind of the equivalent of your spring training, a little bit, right? You get yeah. to see everyone what they can do a little bit. Yeah.
1: So we're gonna we switched it up. Last couple of years we've gone to California, mm-hmm. Southern California to play, and um, this year we we just decided to to make a change, go down to Florida, and um, we're gonna play um, Augustana and Capitol. and so not as many teams, but um, easier trip, easier flight. Um, the weather we know will be fine. It's supposed to be like 78 and sunny every day. Sweet. Um, we play in a, an old ballpark in chain of Lakes stadium right there in Winter Haven that I've played in many times, but, um, you know, it it looks like it's, it it could be a good trip. We're going to have a couple days of practice before we start, which would be nice to get out on the field and take BP and that sort of thing and kind of get our spikes on. So you know we'll see how it goes um maybe we'll have time to to go to the magic kingdom or to something i don't now, know we'll see how it goes now when
2: you go down there are they staying at hotels or is there a complex uh we're staying like dormitories, in dormitories uh, that kind of thing yeah
1: we're staying in a condo resort um that's about 20 minutes from the facade um which is a good deal um i've done it where we you know a lot of times we stay in hotels when we travel and and um kind of move around a little bit but This time we're gonna stay in. It's kind of one of those gated communities, and it's got a pool complex in the middle and that sort of thing. So take care of the guys. How'd you get that set up? Um, (laughs) uh, Just it's just kind of part of the part of the deal. They give you some options to choose from when you when you register. It's
0: a big invite. Like there's tons of teams. Tons
1: of teams. So right right before we get down there, there's a a handful of Division One teams that are playing: Michigan State, Pittsburgh. Um, I want to say Ohio State, um, Bradley, um, Villanova, I think, goes. There's there's a handful of teams that will be down there playing right before we are. And um, so some of our games will be, you know, before or after those guys take the field. So yeah. there's a lot of Division One, Two, Three, III, NAIA, JUCO, they all go down there. So we're in the very beginning of this. It's called the Russ Mad Invitational. And we're in the very beginning of the first week of it. Um As the spring progresses and you get into mid and late March, I mean, next thing you know, you could have 100 to 150 teams down there at once. Yeah, from all different levels playing. So um, they own, I think the Invitational owns five five different complexes, um, some old-time stadiums, old minor league ballparks, that sort of thing. The Chain of Lakes Complex is one in Winter Haven that um, used to be the Cleveland Indians training site. Mm-hmm. um so it's kind of old school but but a cool place to play yeah
0: you mentioned a few weeks ago that are you playing games where they film that those scenes from major league or yeah. are you practicing it's no cool. we're
1: gonna play games You're in are going play stadium. games yeah. our first four games are in that stadium okay yeah, yeah. nice yep yeah <laughs> i played there a bunch it's you know it's 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 old school yeah you know it's got that musty smell in the in the grandstand <laughs> and uh it. You know, some of the padding and the netting is a little worn, but <laughs> um, but the field surface is good, and um, you know it's just a it's just a cool little atmosphere to play in. So yeah, so, it will be good
0: to open up there. So in the off season, you can't obviously work with the guys at all, but you you rely on your captains, I imagine. Uh, I do. Who are your captains this year, and what are what what are they what are they charged with during the off season? They make sure your guys show up ready to go.
1: Right. So I have um, I have Alex Simon, who's a senior uh, pitcher. And I have Jack Aaron, who's a junior catcher, um, as our captains this year. And um, they're awesome. And they've they've done a great job uh, so far of, of holding the guys accountable and um, kind of running the show for me. I always view my captains as like an extension of my coaching staff. So I give them a lot of responsibility, and I, and I rely on them to, to kind of make our make the wheel spin, um, especially in the NESCAC when we were limited with how much interaction I actually have. Um, but they do a great job. They, they make sure that the, the weight room workouts with our strength coach are organized. And, um, right now they're obviously they're prepping for the season. And even though I'm not involved, um, as much as I want to be they're they're in there throwing their bullpens and and making sure that they're, um, you know, they're, they're going through their hitting routines and that sort of thing. So, um, they do a good job, and it's good. I think it's a good thing, and I always tell the guys that, um, you know, you, you want to play at this level and, and have a good career and even play professionally, independent motivation is key. You have to want to motivate yourself and, and want to put the time in and get the work in. I mean, professional athletes, like, I see videos right now on Instagram and Twitter of guys, like yesterday, J.D. Martinez posted one of him, you know, at a workout facility somewhere in Florida, and he's – he hit the weights and it shows him working out and then it shows him on the field with a hitting instructor getting swings in and working on you know execution rounds and that sort of thing and it's like you know no one is making him do this he could have gone to the beach today right sure. but but he realizes that you know he's got 162 season com- game season coming up and I've got to get ready and this is what it takes and um obviously he's getting a big paycheck so that motivates sure. him pretty well right but, but still, i mean but at the same time if if you're in your if you're 20 years old, 21 years old, and you're still playing at this level, put the time in to do it and do it right. I mean, that's that's how I look at it.
2: Yeah. What, what kind of facilities? You said the pitchers, so they're in a cage. They're able to throw off a mound. Yep. Uh, is the batting cage available so a guy can go in and hit off a pitching machine? What kind of things are available for them when you can't be there?
1: Right. So we have, um, we have our hitting facility, which is just outside the uh, uh, right field gate um, at our field. Um, they have access to that 24 seven. They can go in and hit. We do have a hack attack machine in there so they can feed each other. Um, they can front toss screens, buckets of ball. They have everything they need in there. Uh, it gets a little cold, so they got to turn the heat on. (laughs) Um, but, uh, we have our, the gray cage also, which is that indoor, uh, facility where we have two big cages that are about 75 feet long um so they can get in and throw full bullpens to each other and, and face live hitting is when we have practice that's what we do um and then there's plenty of space to get their bullpens in to throw indoors if it's nice out i try to tell them to to get out on garcelon if they can um you know and and get out and throw around a little bit i mean two days ago it was 70 almost 70 degrees I know, on the turf it's been great yeah uh, when the sun was coming off the turf so um, they went out and, uh, they were hit some fly balls to each other and that sort of thing. Nice. So, uh, we just make the best of it for right now. I mean, that, that's why I think this spring trip is so important that we go down and actually play the game and these games do count in our, in our final record, but you know, we come back from this trip and it's like, let's break it down and see where, what areas really need to be addressed, um, for us to, to improve on. So I would much rather go on this trip, even with just a few days of team practice under our belt and play five games, six games, than to stay here for that week and right. do what we've been doing and just be on the football field and in and, and the sure. in the gym. So um I think it's a beneficial trip. You know, I, I want to go down and compete. I want some guys to show me some things, especially some of the young guys that I'm just now getting to to really, you know, uh put a thumb on and, and figure out where they should be. Um go out and show me something. You know, be
0: aggressive. I'm yeah. cu- oh go ahead, coach. You're going to talk about something about Bates or about Bates. Go ahead. Okay, <laughs> I'm curious about. Um, you have a transfer, right? Uh, yeah. Christian Beal, yeah. um, coming from Miami, Ohio. Tell yeah. us a little bit about him because we don't get too many transfers here typically.
1: We don't. Um, Christian is he's an interesting kid and he's a really dynamic player. Um, you're going to see some emotion out of him on the field, I think. <laughs> um, which is fine. I, I I want him to go be who he is and play. So. He's um, he's from Chicago. Um, he went to Marian Catholic in Chicago, which is a, a, a in a very good baseball league for high school baseball and, and a very good program. Um, played there. Ended up going to Miami of Ohio. And um, wasn't um, – he was a recruited walk-on, and it just didn't work out for whatever reason. I mean, he wasn't a scholarship player and – you know, they're always looking for walk-ons for the next best thing. And it just didn't work out for him. And, um, he was kind of on the market and was looking to move on and, and, but he wanted to play baseball. He was a great student in high school and, and, um, did very well at Miami and, um, a buddy of mine knew his family and kind of put us in contact. And, um, I got his release from Miami that he was looking to transfer and, um, came to visit and it just worked out. And, um he's 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 explosive he's um he's funny he's got a good attitude he's always got a smile on his face kind of hopping around he can go get it in the outfield too he's a good he's going to be the center fielder probably player. he'll be in the outfield somewhere we'll yeah we'll see outfield. how it yeah. shakes out but um but he's got a lot of emotion he plays hard um i mean he's just he's a good addition and i think he really fit right in so we're we're happy to have him awesome
2: i was going to ask you a question about you know, when the pitching was just overwhelming the hitting, they lowered the mound. And since I haven't, I stopped coaching baseball. I haven't paid attention. What's the height of the mound now in the major leagues? I want to say it's then, like
1: eleven to fourteen inches. Okay, and
2: what are they? What's the proposal for putting it at? I don't you know.
0: You know? uh they uh, they want to do a study, so they're yeah. not even, I think, in the range of actually. Doing that right, so like, let's see. Hold on, I was looking at the bullet points they had here. A study to lower the mound, so they don't know. No, they don't yeah,
1: know. I I do have a good. I don't know what the purpose of that would be either, but I do
2: have a good preseason baseball story to tell you though. uh When I was at Maine, I only played freshman baseball. The last football game my sophomore year broke my leg on my ankle. I missed the whole of baseball season because of that, and then I was an average baseball player at best, and so I decided to just concentrate on football, but. I played freshman year and Bill Livesey was the coach. And uh, he went to Miami something afterwards to coach. But anyway, so he was just, he'd sick and tired of the old field house at Maine, was nice, nice caging area, but it was a dirt surface. Yeah. And so anytime you're working on in there and you got done, you could blow your nose and it would be full of dirt yeah. and yeah. crap all the time, <laughs> dusty. And he'd had enough. And so he, somehow he taught the people into roping off a huge area of the parking lot by the by the uh, the facilities that are outside of the football stadium. And so, I mean, I, I, I got to be honest with it wasn't a day much different than what we're looking at out there. It was yeah. start of preseason. And this is the honest of God, too. So we lined up. I was playing third base. And he brought out rubber-coated baseballs because he figured, you know, he hit ground balls on that surface, two ground balls, and yeah, the done. ball's going to be done. done. Yeah. So ground balls, it wasn't bad. Of course, throwing a rubber-coated baseball from third to first is interesting. They dip and dive, whatever. That was fine. And that practice went on pretty well, and he was in a pretty good mood. Then he started hitting pop-ups in the infield. I don't know if you've ever hit a pop-up with a rubber-coated baseball, but They do the craziest damn thing you've ever seen in your (laughs) life. So you're right underneath it. I understand. It's going to come back to you one step. You know, all of a sudden, it would hit three feet behind you. And you you look over your shoulder like, what the hell happened? And so now he's yelling, come on, get underneath those. And the whole infield, everybody's all tensed up like, I got to get, you know, whatever. So they're doing crazy things. And, of course, the ball's hitting. When it hits the tar, guess what it does? It bounces right back up. Two broken noses. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wow. <laughs> and a bunch of other stuff. And poor Bill, I mean, he was just beside himself. And we, I mean, it was like, first of all, you were tensed up trying to make the plays. Then pretty soon you're just laughing because it was just absurd. The it's whole like thing.
1: working on your your windy day pop ups. You know? Yeah, That's no, same kind of
2: yeah. a thing. The ball was going because it spins extra. Right. And so it just. Probably even knuckles a little oh, bit. Oh, it too. knuckles. Yeah. It was horrible. And. I always said to myself never am I going outside and using rubber coated baseballs as a coach. That's out.
1: <laughs> no. We um we actually we use regular baseballs every day, but we go through quite a few throughout the course of the spring. Yeah, I've got to order a bunch, so yeah, you can never you can never uh never have enough extra boxes of baseballs ready to go. I used
2: to say if you're going to coach baseball in Maine, you better love baseball because mm. you're going to have that Saturday doubleheader where it's about 45, 40, 50 degrees out, yeah. cold. That's a nice cold thing. On your, if you're yeah, lucky. That's a, yeah, yeah. That, that's If a nice it's time, sunny yeah. out, you're, you're sunbathing, right? Yeah. But, I mean, it's just, it's not a hitter's day. I'll and play in 35. Yeah, the, uh, okay. the aluminum bat, <laughs> the aluminum bat's out. Remember, I'm old enough. When I started playing, used to, we are still using wooden bats in high school and in college. Yeah. So. The, and the aluminum bats help someone a day where it's really cold, but, boy, Sitting there as a coach through a double header I think it's the coldest I've ever been on a Saturday where spitting snow and rain and- Well that's the
1: worst part is as a coach, I just stand in the dugout. You know, there's no there's no not a lot of movement and a lot, a lot of you know, on and off the field. So I've worn long that John- the I've won
2: long johns, you know, the the chilies underneath, you know, like you were skiing, I've oh, yeah. worn everything you can imagine. Oh,
1: yeah. I uh I, I may even this year put a coffee pot in the storage <laughs> closet. <laughs> get hot coffee if we need it. I've done it before. Good it idea. Helps. It helps. a little bit. Yeah. My
0: my broadcast perch for the Bates baseball games is beyond the right field fence, and so I'm up above. Um, like, and I get all the wind. Yeah, You're in the wind. <laughs> for sure. And I don't even get to walk around because like it's a little, uh, little not much room up there. Yeah. So I'm sitting there. Need a space the game. heater. See, part
1: of my part of my end of season administrative push every year is to get Aaron Morris on the plane with us to go down to Florida. Oh, there we go. So he can actually broadcast a game without his earmuffs on Yeah, good idea. It's a good idea. Which would be, yeah. I mean, I think he he deserves that after uh, I don't know how many years it's been, but up there with scarves and mittens and earmuffs on broadcasting our games. Like, let's put him in a press box that – you know, actually, he needs to turn a fan on. You I know, put my and, and
0: giant LLB sweater on. Oh yeah, yeah. Put let's give him a chance. Yeah. Uh, let's,
1: let's give him a chance to put his shades and his sunscreen <laughs> on and and get out there. So
2: when when my son was uh, at Wesleyan, he uh, the the softball coach said to him, "Hey Josh, I know you folks are both coaches. I know baseball, softball, whatever. Do you know how to keep a a, baseball, a softball schoolbook?" Josh goes, "Of course I do. Like, you know." Yes, I do. And she said, how'd you like to go to Florida with us? Have somebody <laughs> keep the book and whatever. He he went to Florida every year the softball team it was and went because he could keep the book. and didn't have anybody yeah. else. Yeah. He said, hey, Dad, I'm going to Florida. I went, what? He goes, yeah, I'm going to Florida. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, we what got to somehow get the box scores up on the I website think, from those games. Why not, bro? Aaron? I think you should put in for that.
1: <laughs> I, I, I've mentioned it before. Maybe I'll make a push this year. We'll see how it goes. <laughs>
0: One one day, I'm sure we'll have a, a press box at Leahy Field, right? <laughs> absolutely,
1: absolutely. So I don't know if you guys saw also that uh, March 2nd, we're having an event for oh, Base yes. baseball. Oh no, yes, about that. Yes. Yeah. So Jerry Remy. Jerry Remy's coming. So nice. we. Um, it's something that for me, I, I just kind of wanted to uh, to change it up and do something different. And you know, I'm in the third year of of, of being the head coach of this program, and it's like time for me to start putting my stamp on some things and, and, and developing some programs or that can benefit the program. So basically what we're doing is um, we're doing a first pitch dinner. And obviously it's just after the season, because this is the first year we're uh, inaugural first pitch dinner. It's the first year we're doing it, but um, we're going to do it in February moving forward. And basically it's a dinner that it's a fundraiser for our program. And um, we have a keynote speaker. We have uh, Jerry Remy is going to come and, um and address us and and talk to us about kind of his experiences and and um you know just his career and and um we're going to do kind of a little uh uh Q&A with him and and uh kind of mediate the 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 show and it, you know 10 to 15 minutes is not going to be much he's going to take some pictures and then he's probably going to get out of there but <laughs> but he's going to come and talk and I I've, I've talked to Jerry several times now on the phone and um what a great guy and he's excited about it and he like likes to do this kind of thing so um, it's going to be at the Lennox hotel in Boston on March 2nd. And we're going to do a, um, a silent auction and, in an auction, um, for some event or some, um, items that have been donated. Um, we've got everything from Red Sox tickets, Patriots tickets. Um, I've got Red Sox, Yankees in London, um, tickets. They're playing a three game set in London at the end of June. I um, did not know that. Yeah, yes. they are. So I've got tickets to that, that we're going to auction off. Wow um we've got a um they've got to
0: fly their own way there though right there. um
1: i may have airfare included huh? in this so wow uh, but still really the cheapest ticket is is a couple to a few thousand dollars right now so oh yeah it's a big deal um it's going to be a pretty i cool missed this entirely but oh yeah okay. Okay. yeah three games set june 29th 30th and july 1st i think You'll have recovered yeah. from the whoopie pie eating contest by then. Yeah. What
0: baseball Right. What baseball stadium are they using there? I have no idea. Yeah. Just, I don't know. To look um,
1: up. Up. And then um, we've got um, a Yeti cooler uh, tailgating package. We've got um, um, a wine subscription to um, a, a vineyard out on the west coast. We've got um, like a Cape Cod weekend um, getaway. We've got some artwork we've got some sports memorabilia we've got all kinds of wow. stuff that's out there yeah so it's going to be pretty cool
0: road trip march 2nd March said march 2nd you march and i 2nd. down to
1: boston march 2nd you guys are definitely invited <laughs> you can see jerry remy and uh listen to him and then listen to me talk a little bit and uh and put in some bids for some Red Sox tickets for next year. Sweet. Yeah, that's right. I'm
0: looking at right here. It's, uh, the, the series is June 29th, 30th, and then July. Yeah, got that one? Oh, right. no. It's two game series, it looks two like. Two game. Yeah, just two games. Yeah.
1: Okay. So I've got tickets to both games that we're nice. going to auction off. Yeah, in London. Very nice. cool. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's funny. You think, like you even said, you know, you got to find your own way to get there. It's an easier <laughs> flight than going to the West Coast, shorter from, right, yeah. from Boston. Yeah, it's five hours over. Yeah. I mean, it's not bad. Not you bad know, at all. No. <laughs> so, so be kind is. of a cool March experience. 2nd, so. And what are you
0: calling it again? It's the first, first pitch, pitch dinner. First pitch dinner. Yep. Okay.
1: Yep. And um, if you go on the Bates website, you can just search for Bates Baseball first yeah. pitch dinner and it comes up. The registration comes up.
0: Awesome. So, so
1: at the Lennox Hotel, and we, we've already got a good number of people signed up, and um, it's for friends and friends. Uh, family and, and alumni, and anybody that's associated with Bates Baseball. Nice. I mean, I'm inviting all our administration at Bates and anybody that wants to go. So
0: yeah, I'll get a link up on that on the yep. baseball page also. Then. Cool. Yeah, yeah, that'd be great. It's on the Bates. It's on like Bates.edu. Like you search first pitch dinner, you'll find it. But I'll get it up on Com on the baseball page. It'll be an easy great. link, and people can just go right to it.
1: And great. And it. I'm going to put on the, the page also on the link there um, all the items that yeah. have already been up for auction. I'll get that up ASAP. So. Awesome. Yeah, it should be a good event. We're excited.
0: Outstanding. So don't forget, folks, the Bobcats are starting their season oh so soon here in February. Their first home game won't be until March, but it'll be here sooner than you than you know it against uh, Plymouth State, right? You have a doubleheader coming up uh, in March. Yeah, It's going to
1: be at Lewiston High School, by the way.
0: Interesting, yeah,
1: on the new fields. breaking their news. New I'll make sure to reference that as well. It uh, is, it is. <laughs> give, give a shout out to Jason yeah, Fuller shout and, and Lewiston. Lewiston High School for yeah. helping me out with that. Yeah, so doubleheader, Plymouth
0: State, March 23rd, at Lewiston High School, uh, Bates Baseball. So they'll be the home team, obviously, there at Lewiston. So yep. that'll it's be great. great. Field. They've been on it, it's nice. Yeah, yep.
1: it looks really nice.
0: Looking forward to that. All right, well, John Martin, thanks so much. Well, thanks usual. a lot, guys. Talking great baseball day. here on the B list.